0: Blog Talk Radio. I'm Arturo Freeman, former NFL player, defensive back, and I listen to the Fantasy Gesture.
1: Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah! It is Saturday night. Woo! This is good stuff. This is great times, folks. How's everybody doing? Tuning in to the Fantasy Jester show tonight. I would be he. I would be the Fantasy Jester coming to you from Leesburg, Florida. Absolutely beautiful night tonight. It is, uh As the storm is all passed and everything, and we're all going through the cleanup first, I'd like to go ahead and say a God bless to the people that have lost a lot of property and still going through no electricity, homes being completely wiped out and all that. Um, Today, a good friend of ours, uh, Dustin Mahoy, I want to give a shout out to him and his efforts today. Uh, He stopped by the house, grabbed a couple of things. And got a whole bunch together A whole bunch of food And supplies together For one town uh, Not too far from here That was severely hit So kudos to him And uh, really folks Wherever you are I hope it is just as nice a night As it is here in Leesburg tonight He's everywhere They're talking You know what they're talking about They're talking about me that's right, because they all want to be me. I'm everywhere now, folks, literally, and uh, we'll get into that more. Jester is expanding and not just at the waistline. Very funny. You know, I just saw the write-up on this. Listen, that's, uh, Jester is expanding and not just at the waistline. If you're uh, tuning in tonight and you see there on Blog Talk Radio, they have a write-up. Uh, uh, our producers think that they're funny. Very funny. It'll be reflected in your Christmas bonus. That's right. Where else can you find them? We're going to talk about that tonight. Where else can you find me? What's been going on? What is, uh, listen, it is becoming, people are catching on. People are really, really, uh, this is our second year at it. JT going to be coming in, joining me. Uh, Folks, listen. And it was funny. I was just having this conversation before the show. I literally remember one thing. When I was putting this all together, I knew my prowess in in fantasy sports, and in all four sports, would go over well in the fantasy community. Now, I had the choice of several fantasy players that I know and I play against. I also had the choice of people from vegas and atlantic city number one on my list there was one and then pretty much the rest of the world in my eyes is my co-host jason townsend for as much as i tout myself and well i should i can also tout him uh he is by far one of the most knowledgeable men in sports i have ever met Don't sleep on JT. Again, questions for him. You can reach him on Facebook. You can reach him on Twitter. We'll get into all that. You know, we're supposed to be uh, covering all four sports tonight. That likely won't happen uh, tonight. We're going to go ahead. We want to give you, uh, uh, if you're in fantasy baseball playoffs right now, uh, like myself and JT and others, okay, before we get into the football talk, we're going to go ahead. JT's got a pitcher for you guys. I've got a hitter for you guys that uh, you can plug in right now, get you a little bit of everything. As you're in the middle of your playoffs, I know for some of you, if you're on Yahoo, those playoffs next week is the uh, quarterfinals and uh, we the final four, and uh, we know how important that is. Each one of my teams are in the final four. I'm just saying, just saying. All right, not one of my teams did not make the playoffs. Now, not one of my teams won't be in the Final Four. Just, I I have to throw it out there so that you have a reference point of who's the friggin' clown with the blue beard. You know, the blue beard plays, and um, Miss Watney, Miss Heidi Watney likes it, so I really don't care about much else. And the fact that I felt that you truly do need to know, though, as far as uh, who you're listening to for baseball and uh, football advice. Uh, isn't doing too bad so far. Also tonight, obviously, we're going to cover the NFL. We're going to break down, JT and I are going to break down each and every game from the week uh, for the week here that's coming. And then if there's any time, Uh, We'll try and give you uh, a couple of tidbits about NHL and NBA that are coming up. If not, look for an expanded edition. We're at an hour and a half now. Uh, Look for this to expand into a regular two-hour show. We do that as a special. Look for it to expand as we go ahead, and we're going to be uh, covering NBA and NHL so that we can get you ready for those fantasy seasons as well. Normally, right about now, folks, this is where I rant. This is usually where I go off about some dumb shit that's bothering me, and, uh, I gotta be honest with you, life is, life is great. Life is great right now. I'm having a ball, uh, Mrs. Jester and I have been having fun, uh, with the, uh, people from Depot and doing some shark dives, And, and we'll get into our sponsor later, and, uh, no, just having a great time. My baseball teams are kicking ass, having fun with that, uh, fantasy-wise. Some of my fantasy early fantasy predictions, people I've given you, really just paying off. I'm, I'm, I'm clicking right out of the gate on that, hitting, up, hitting my stride as, I, as, as I'm still feeling my way and getting my feel for how things are going this season. It's always nice, and I'm sure many of you can agree, if you can get out of the gate fast on anything, that's that's always a good feeling. It makes you feel like you're headed in a good direction. So, you know what? I'm gonna be honest with you. Without a rant tonight, I'm so friggin' happy. I'm just gonna bring JT in and, and let's get this started. Let's have some fun tonight. So, as I mentioned, Fez four three seven on Twitter. Hey, you can ask him anything you want. He's also on Facebook. He's also in the Facebook group along with me, Fantasy Sports Advice and Analysis, fantastic group, uh no BS group, but a lot of knowledge in there. Go check them out. Um and I say a lot of knowledge in there because myself and JT are in there. No, seriously. Um there's also a bunch of other guys that um they they, they you know they know what they're talking about too. But to me, there is nobody better in my world and there is nobody that's a better one B to this one A. Jason Townsend coming to you from Texas tonight. JT, what's up, my man?
0: Well, you have me speechless here. You want to talk about, you know, everything's hunky dory and you're whistling zippity doo dot out your backside. Oh yeah, it's me. great, man. Noth- nothing bad yeah, nothing bad in your world, but uh what do you got to say about those uh, New York Giants? Sorry, excuse for a professional football team last Sunday night. I know you,
1: no, you need giants. Everything can't be right. Come on. You know, folks, this is this is the a, a, and what else would a great co-host do but bring the host down for the show? Why don't you bring out a rant in me? See, I didn't have a rant, and it's like he he's trying to get one out of me, and, and it is real simple because you know what, folks? I haven't said a damn thing about this all week, and I'm really having enough uh, of. Just stupid decision. You know, I hear a lot of people saying it's the Giants' offensive line. It's not the offensive line. It is the play calling. It is the scheme. It's the personnel problems that you're, you're creating yourself. You go out. It's when, okay, McAdooch has gone this far, folks. He is actually working against What his GM is trying to help him friggin' build. See, one of the weak spots last year for the Giants was their running game because, well, we don't want to run that kind of game. We're not really a running team. We're a three-wide set team in the Meadowlands. Okay, fine. So anyway, Reese sees that he is too stupid to get out of his way and chooses to help him. He gives, him a, he gives him a fullback to use, and he goes out just in case he misses using the fullback that he gets him. Let me go ahead and get him a big back that played in that system and was successful in that system. Let's go out and draft Wayne Goldman. And if we draft Wayne Goldman, wow, all of a sudden we're no longer looking at getting the Garrett Blount. Because there's our big back that we need for this system. If he keeps choosing not to use the full back, I get him. So what happens? Goldman first game is inactive. He's inactive. No, we don't even need you. We had no running game last year. We had the same damn personnel. You were brought in for one reason and one reason only. To help us in our weak spot. And you know what, sir? F you. We don't need you. you got to be kidding me. This is what I have coaching my team. He makes fucking Ray Hanley look good. you got to be kidding me. You know, you oh, listen. Get me off of it because I can continue all damn day. I can continue all damn day about the bullshit moves, the bullshit calls, and, and all the decisions that completely suck. He is the worst. Get them the F out of there. Three straight years, our points four have gone down, and we've added more and more talent to the offense each of those three fucking years. I'm done. Thank you. I needed to get that out. I haven't said shit about you it did. all week.
0: Well, you even went Ray Hanley. I mean, ouch! I and mean, that hurts, Ray Hanley. Oof. You gotta understand how frustrating
1: it is to watch your team mess up, and then, like I said, the GM goes ahead and makes two different moves to counter your stupidity, and you don't use either one of them.
0: Uh, well, and, and the part I don't get about this whole thing is. Goldman actually led your team in rushing this preseason or was your most effective running back, albeit maybe against second and third stringers the majority of the time. But his time against number ones, he still was your most effective uh, running back in the preseason. But he's got an affinity for Paul
1: Perkins for some reason. Listen, you re- you remember when that coach punched Gilbride? Mm, yes, I do. Okay. I'm, I could only hope, and this is why Monday night I'll be watching, I hope at some point Spagnola walks up to him and knocks the prick out and just says, I've had enough of it because I have coached my ass off on the defense. I've made use of what my GM gave me. It's absolutely disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. I want to get off football. Let's just go, let's go to baseball for a little while. I'm a little calmer about baseball. I'll get back into football in a little bit. It's just, oh, my Lord, some dumb shit. Unless you have something. Do you have something you want to bitch about, or did I do enough? Well, I mean,
0: uh, I, I, uh, yeah, we talked a little bit about this on Thursday night. Uh, I'm still bitching about people that want to sit here and still try to shovel Des Bryant down my throat as a number one wide receiver in fantasy. Uh, it still bothered me. I t- to this very day, I've had people offer me trades in and, and their comments. I'm, they're, it's like they're selling me. I'm sending you a, a top fantasy wideout, you know, for a running back. What's, you know, what's your issue with this? Uh, my issue with it is the fact that you're trying to sell me to be the top fantasy wideout. Look at the numbers. 2014 was the last time this guy was a stud wide receiver. Last time I checked, we're in 2017. So to give you an idea, this guy was a stud receiver when Josh Gordon was last in the NFL? Stop trying to sell me that this guy's a top fantasy or NFL wide receiver for that matter. He's very good. He's not a top guy. He's a mid to low wide receiver one at this point. That's the best I'll give him. Uh, but yeah, that's not necessarily a rant. But that, that's you know that's what's uh, bothering me these days. People in fantasy that just just don't get it.
1: He, there are so many teams in the NFL where he would be a wide receiver too. And the other day, folks, I had mentioned, we we had talked about this briefly on Gridiron Guys, our Thursday show, 7 o'clock. If you haven't tuned into that, you can find it again on iTunes, on fantasyjusticesports.com. But every Thursday, 7 o'clock, we do our football show leading into the Thursday show. We touched on this, and I I had asked the question regarding the, uh, you know, How many teams would he not even be The number one guy And including my Hapless Giants Who can't score Here's the best part My team has trouble scoring And where would you put Dez Would you put him ahead of Odell Would you put him ahead of Brandon Marshall There's a good chance That many people would put Dez as the third best wide receiver On the Giants And we can't score See, it goes back there. Can we go back to let, – let's get off of football. You see how everything goes back there and it's just going to – Oh, oh my everything Lord, does. My but shit. before we leave, i got to
0: say one thing because
1: on oh, this God. show,
0: anyone who's listened, they know I'm notoriously hard on the New York Giants and especially Odell Beckham. But i got to say, I enjoyed his tweet today basically telling the guy, man, I don't give a damn about your fantasy team. I'm trying to get <laughs> healthy and get out there to play with my teammates. Uh, kudos, bravo, Odell Beckham! Because why should he give a damn about your fantasy team? I I, I love it. Call it how it is. That's exactly how it should be. Uh, thumbs up, Mister Odell Beckham, for that for that tweet.
1: Yeah, you know, I I I understand that. It, it, I I completely understand it, and actually do like it myself in, in the idea of the probably at that level, the last thing on his mind is anybody's fantasy football (laughs) team and probably his health and what it means to not just himself but the team that pays him a lot of money to be out on the field, Yes, the pressure of the team to play and the concentration to take care of the Therapy that you need to get back on the field. Yeah, somewhere I think he's doing. Yeah, uh, somewhere I'm willing to bet he's not even worried about the jester's lineup, folks. There you go. That'll tell you. (laughs) Good chance on that. Yeah, I I had to. I had to. Um, JT, guys, you want to go first? Let's get let's get on baseball. Get me away from. Yeah, you know.
0: A lot of injuries out there this time of year. A lot of guys starting to look like you know tiring out down the stretch here when the through the dog days of August into September in Major League Baseball fantasy playoffs. You know a guy that was touted several years ago to be the next basically the next Clayton Kershaw level pitcher in the Nationals organization. And Lucas Giolito had Tommy John surgery, and it looks like it's taken this kid a few years to get right since, but. Look, don't look at you know, don't look now. But the White Sox, he's with the Sox. Thirty-one innings pitched this year, twenty-six uh, Ks, a two-nine-five ERA, 2 2 record. But the number I like on this kid is his WHIP, zero point nine five. That is above average, folks. If that WHIP is under one, he's doing something right. He's cut the walks down. He's not getting knocked around as much. Six home runs nice. in thirty-one innings. I'd like to see him clean that up just a little bit. But it looks like this kid's on the way to maybe fulfilling some of that promise uh to a talent laden organization as far as prospects, white Sox to be a team to watch next year, but this guy could help your
1: team this year nice, yeah, he seems to have and sometimes how many times j t have we really seen that happen where all of a sudden it just it clicks for somebody and yes, light switch well, look at my own uh, my own team on the Yankees look at severino mhm- yeah, the difference. Exactly. Judge, even, uh, to some extent there, you know?
0: Well, I'm I'm glad you said judge because I want to say this. MLB MLB coaches, managers, stop letting your young players participate in the home run derby. It ruins their swing for the rest of the year. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Look what it did to Jock Peterson a couple years ago. Look what it's done to Aaron Judge and Gary Sanchez in the second half of this season. It does something to these kids swing. I just think you need to be in the league a few years. Like Stanton hasn't hurt him any. kid has been around four or five years. So I think Judge and Sanchez are a, uh, a product of that home run derby curse at this point.
1: It's funny you should bring that topic up too, because I happen to agree with you on that. And you know who I got? I've gotten into a long ass discussion with about it because he completely disagrees with us. Chris Rose. Uh, Chris Rose, Rose. Chris, come on, Rosie. Rose. I does not believe in that. And,
0: and what's uh, what's Rosie's take on it?
1: Rose says too many guys. He he uh, he throws too many guys out there that have been able to maintain their swing. He goes, well, it I agree it, with it Can you. cut either way.
0: I I agree with guys that have been in the league three, four, five years. Guys that you know,
1: our professional yeah, like standpoint, know how to make so a he'd give it to guy's Stanton like and shit. Yeah.
0: Right. Exactly. But then when I look at a guy like Judge or Jock Peterson that did it in their rookie years, it's it look at Judge's splits between before All Star Break and after the All Star Break in their night and day. Uh it it's not even close. So last year's that's something weekend. I'd like to see He's last oh, year's yeah, exactly. Yeah, he really is. Really, really is. So uh, who do you got for us hitter-wise? Speaking of hitters, though,
1: I'm curious for this. Well, you know, it's funny, JT. What I have is somebody that, you know, how many times have I said I, I disagree with rushing a young guy up through the system? You know, I really, I mm-hmm. hate seeing the guys get rushed and pushed through a system. And yet I'm, I'm about to give you a guy that, you know, he's going to help you down the road in your playoffs here uh, across a couple of things. He's going to help you with average. Okay. Uh, A couple of RBIs, uh, runs steals 20 year old second baseman for the Atlanta Braves at Ozzy Albies. He's got dual designation, second and short um, in, in most formats, he's got dual designation. And the craziest thing JT is You know, he started out really, really well in rookie ball and in A ball and in double A. And at double A, 19, they still moved him up to triple A. Triple A, he kind of fell off a little bit. And even this year, he returned to triple A, started out in triple A, and still didn't really regain form to rookie level and they, they brought him up anyway. They, need, they needed to bring him up to start getting him accustomed to it. And he's reverting. Uh, you hardly ever see this, where a guy goes ahead and skips the levels, goes through the levels, and as he goes higher up in the levels, he starts struggling. But when he gets to the highest level, he goes back to his original numbers. Like AAA was a problem for him, but AA, single A, and the major leagues weren't. So I'm looking at a guy right now batting 293, and 848 OPS. Um, nice. But he gets you the steals. Right now he's getting everything across the board. He's getting he's gotten five triples, eight doubles. He's getting everything, 21 RBIs and only uh, 178 plate appearances. It's just he, he's productive there. And this is a guy that's, again, Down the playoff run, and for you dynasty people, definitely somebody for next year. And here's your little bonus for a lot of you Yahoo people out there. Next week, not not this coming week, but the week after is your finals. In the finals, he plays eight games that week. Just a little bonus, eight games, seven days, Ozzy (laughs) Albies. There you go. That's you my that's my little baseball pick for everybody. Yeah, young kid see, JT. I'm not used to like I said. I always bitch and complain about stop rushing the kids right. through the levels, and then you right. see it, and he gets to AAA, and now his numbers aren't what they were in every other level. You figure hold it up, let him let him catch his breath a minute. Let him get. No, it. they keep pushing forward. And in the majors now he's refining his stride. That's amazing. Well,
0: I gotta I gotta throw this out there.
1: Congratulations to friend of the program, Jim
0: Rosenhouse and the Cleveland Indians. Uh, uh I'm not yeah. sure what the what the score was for today, but at least a twenty two game winning streak, uh, which is absolutely uh, disgusting, uh, especially at this time of year. But um, you know, lost in center field for them, the the rookie Zimmer out for the season, that's gonna be a tough uh, a tough fill, but I think Tyler Nakin or somebody like that will be able to, you know, fill most of what Zimmer was giving them. But congratulations to the Indians. That's a hell of a streak.
1: It it really, uh, you know, one of the things about that streak is uh, the the amazing time that it must have been for them. uh, But at the end of it, how they thanked their fans too. I thought that was extremely classy. Uh I don't expect anything else from a Tito Francona run club. Right. You, know, you usually see that kind of camaraderie with their fans wherever he is. He's a class act. And uh speaking of class acts, yeah, Jim Rosenhaus probably was having I can't wait to talk to him because I'm sure he was having the time of his life other than the uh, other than last year's playoffs. Uh you would uh-huh. think JT after coming off of that and having that loss finally, that they would have, uh, you know, maybe emotionally down day. Uh, no, actually they go ahead and win today, eight four against the Royals. Okay. And, uh, actually, yeah. Uh, well, Carrasco was on the mound. He, he looks, he looked real strong. Um, and, uh, no, it, it, they just went back to doing what they were doing. Uh, and Conoción gets an RBI. Lindor gets RBI. And Canocio gets another. He gets a homer. They're all, you know, just the usual guys just doing what they do. So, um, no, I don't expect any fall off for that team either. Do you? No. Uh, you know, and, and, and as long as that pitching staff can stay healthy,
0: I think you see uh, Cleveland snap their streak of uh, World Series drought this year. It's like the Cubs did last year. I think you see Cleveland do it this year. They've added some nice veterans. You know, the Parrot has made many an appearance in the second half with an Encarnacion uh, hitting balls over the wall. So, if that guy can stay hot, he can carry it through the playoffs. The guy gets on these stretches where he just, everything his bat touches is a launch. So, uh, I'm enjoying seeing the, the Tribe, uh,
1: you know,
0: take one back to the Cuyahoga, man. Good luck to the Indians. Good luck, Jim Now.
1: Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Fun times, fun times as as always, with them, too. Good guys, good people to deal with. You know, another uh, good person and a friend of the show I spoke with today, JT, want to get this out there for everybody, something to look forward to down the road. Um, I spoke to uh, former Miami Dolphins cheerleader, Kristen Ware. Uh, We've had her on the show, Uh, for those of you who don't know. You can go back. Uh, I did an article on fantasyjusticesports.com about her, very interesting story. And then you can go over to iTunes or wherever, Blog Talk Radio, um, and go check out the interview with her. Fantastic young lady. And uh, actually, was speaking to her. She uh, she called down. She's up in uh, she's up in the Carolinas, <laughs> and she called and uh, we were talking and checking in, seeing how we made it through the storm. And, chit-chatting, and it turns out uh, might be getting Troy Drayton to come on the show. Uh, she's good Love friends with him, Troy so Drayton. she's going to, talk to, going to talk to him about him coming on. I'm excited for that. That would be... Uh, I've got a couple of good questions, man. I'm sure you... Uh, I mean... Being a Miami fan... Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, honestly, not even being a Miami fan of I me, mean, I want to talk to him about what it was like for playing for Joe Paterno.
1: Yeah. Yeah. True. God bless him. God bless him. we have Penn state alum. So yeah, definitely be interested in talking to him. Yeah. So she said that she'll, uh, she'll talk to him and uh, we'll get things worked out and work out schedules and whatnot. But, uh, she was telling me what a, what a fantastic, fantastic guy he is does a lot of charity work. So, uh, We'll see what we can do on that. Uh, You know who else I reached out to this week? I'd really like to be able to go ahead and try and get him on the show. I emailed him this week and want to try and get him on. Is uh, Tim Tebow? Now that he's uh, getting done wrapping up the baseball and everything, right? uh, I want to try and get get him on and have him autograph something so that uh, so that we can go ahead and do an auction for Make a Wish. So, right, um, absolutely. That would be – that's really good. So I reached out to him this week, and uh, he's usually good about appearances and stuff. It'll probably just be a scheduling thing uh, because he'll likely be working for one of the networks if he's not out on a mission somewhere. So we'll see how that all plays out. Get into – we've got to get into the NFL. and We do.
0: We do, and before you do, you know, one other guy that you might want to reach out to that I understand has some free time now is former Cincinnati Bengals offensive coordinator, Ken Zampezi, who was basically holding – got where the hell did, Yeah, where the hell it took this long? Uh, eight quarters at home, no touchdowns, first time since 1939. Uh, Mr. Zampezi, it was long overdue, my friend. Enjoy your vacation.
1: No, 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 no. I want to get him on. I, I oh can only God. hope I can get him on and he's bitter <laughs> and you he calls he out, you know, <clears throat> no, who knows? No. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, uh, Marvin Lewis is a douche and he was handcuffing me. Or do you understand what a moron, uh, work working with Andy Dalton is like, you know, I just want to hear him Terrence, I, yeah, no, that's great. We've got to reach out to him. Somebody, make sure we reach out to him this week. Let's get him in here before he calms down from us. No, I'm um, I want to get him in mean, here while he's pissed. My question is, how many
0: get-out-of-jail-free cars does Marvin Lewis get? When's somebody going to hold him accountable and send his ass packing? Because it's, it's talked about long overdue. It's always somebody
1: else's fault, in Cincinnati It's never Marvin Lewis's fault. You know, I'm going to say something, and I really, as always, don't give a shit who likes it and who does it. You're seeing reverse racism at its best. If that was a white coach that bad, he would have been gone.
0: It was. Ken Zampese.
1: See ya. Yeah. There you go. We got. (laughs) (laughs) Fall into another. But hey, no, 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 no. we've gotta keep up the numbers in the NFL folks. Gotta to... oh, let's move on, let's shall we?
0: Yeah, why not? It can't or get, get much worse Smith than that. <laughs> you. Yeah. You can, trust me, I I've known you long enough to know yes, you can. So let's let's move on.
1: Should we should we go back to talking about McAdoo? <laughs>
0: No, 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 no. Let's, let's talk about some games coming up, man. We got people with fantasy questions here. People waiting. Fantasy. Come on.
1: Who are you going to give us, God damn it? Come on. Shut up. Give us players. I'm trying to win my friggin' league. All right. Buffalo. I'm going to let you go first. Buffalo, Carolina, hit it. Well, Former uh, coordinator for the
0: Carolina Panthers, now head coach, Sean McDermott, with Buffalo Bills. Two and one teams, or one of those teams, both coming off nice wins last week. I'd like to see Carolina open it up a little bit, get Cam, uh, give Cam a chance to throw the football. I know they protected that shoulder a little bit last week. Get Greg Olson involved. Get Calvin Benjamin involved. Throw to the back side of the backfield. Uh, the guy that I look at in this game, though, that interests me is Zay Jones. Are we going to see something from this kid this week? Uh, you know, last week put up the goose egg. Uh, Charles Clay, that I won't say who, but somebody mentioned on this show had you know, had a nice game touchdown and a nice handful of yardage. So, looking at this game, I really think that the, the fantasy guy to watch, I really do think McCaffrey is going to have a coming out game this week as far as that statement game early in his career. Uh, Buffalo is susceptible to the running back coming out of the backfield. Their linebackers do not cover well, uh, and I think Carolina takes advantage of that. Also, keep an eye on Curtis Samuel this week. I think you'll see a couple mm-hmm. deep balls thrown his way as well.
1: Uh, real quick, let me just ask you something. Uh, with the weapons that he has—Kelvin Benjamin, uh, Curtis Samuel, Greg Olson, okay, uh, McCaffrey, Stewart—you know, I mean, it's really a nice loaded offense there. Are you concerned? Are you concerned if Cam goes ahead and has another rough game? Are you? Are would you start being concerned about that shoulder?
0: Um, it depends on how they call plays. I mean, if, if he's throwing balls into the ground or, or overthrow, you know, you know, if you look like Tom Brady did basically, a 16 out of 36 type of game, that's when I get yeah. concerned. But if you look, he, did, he just didn't have a lot of attempts. If he goes again this week and they run the ball more than they pass it and he has a little bit of a clunker, I think he'd give him another week or two before the red flags start coming up. All
1: right. Yeah, if he goes ahead, he threw for 171 that, that first game. Mm-hmm. He throws for under 200 again, are you concerned? No. We're okay. talking
0: about MVP just a year, a year ago,
1: okay. a year and a half ago. You know? Wanted to get your opinion on it. All right. Mm-hmm. No worries. Um, Chicago playing the uh, beloved Tampa Bay Bucks, and it's going to be interesting. Folks, I'm going to go ahead and tell you who to sit, who not to, and who who you could probably fight Jordan Howard, running back, Chicago. I go ahead and sit him for three reasons. Uh, Cohen has gone ahead and shown that he can go ahead and relieve the burden on the from the passing perspective. Um, Jordan Howard has a bad shoulder, and also it's likely to be a blowout as uh, Tampa Bay is going to go ahead and unveil that offense, and I expect the uh, score to go up and the likelihood of meeting a Jordan Howard running the ball uh, really uh, won't matter. I look to a couple of guys though. Remember one thing at wide receiver, <clears throat> because they're going to be playing catch up most of the game. Wheaton finger. He's dinged. Deonta Thompson uh, is your hope really. Cause Bellamy has an ankle. I mean, you're going down the list, maybe a Trey McBride. Um, I I'm telling you, Either Trey McBride or a Tanner Gentry. This is where a Tanner Gentry really could. If they just signed him off the practice, uh, off the practice squad, this is a guy who can go ahead, take advantage of this opportunity. So all in all, because Glennon's the quarterback and everything, I, I really don't know how much you put stock in, in these guys. Kendall Wright, obviously, if you're looking for a wide receiver to own. This is going to be the guy I expect to get a lot of targets, talented young receiver. Um, He's probably the only wide receiver I would really own. Again, I would keep an eye on Gentry, see what he does. As far as Tampa Bay goes, listen, uh, expect the starters across the board to go ahead and put up nice numbers on the offense. And and defensively, they go ahead and add a guy uh, at safety like Ward. I'm telling you, this is, a, this is a nice, solid defense now against a uh, Chicago-led uh, offense by a guy that they know. They're going you know, to force I, I, Glennon into his weaknesses. Go ahead.
0: Well, he's got, pl- he's got plenty of them. Well, before we leave Chicago, here, i got questions on yeah. both teams. So I posed this question on FSA earlier today. If mm-hmm. Jordan Howard, for some reason, were to be announced as out, are you mm. starting, Tariq Cohen? And if so, what do you list him as? Running back one, running back two, flex? Where do you, where do you see his value, if that were the case?
1: He start, Well, he starts out as a flex. He starts out as a flex. So you have to figure okay. as, an, as, a, as, a, as a good, solid RB2. In a PPR, RB2, not a okay. standard. Yeah, in a PPR, okay. not a standard. Right.
0: Now let's flip over to Tampa Bay. So you're talking yeah. about the starters across the board. What if yeah. you're an O.J. Howard owner? They still have a kid like Cameron Braith. that was fantastic at that position last year. What do you expect out of O.J. Howard this week?
1: I, I wouldn't be – again, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody like Howard goes ahead and gets his uh, his first touchdown. I, I can see them wanting to break him in, get him used to it. Jameis is very comfortable with him. Jameis likes him a lot, okay? And, and if you're having one of those games – where, hey, listen, how many times have we seen Evans getting the lion's share of the targets, okay, and Butterfingers there is dropping them. He, he is just mm-hmm. as likely to have a, a dynamite game as he is to lay a clunker. They're going to go ahead. They're going to go with the kid's new other target to go ahead and start establishing that connection. Uh, I, I, he okay. Listen, I go ahead and put Howard down for a touchdown.
0: Oh, okay, okay. Yeah,
1: yeah. Let's go ahead. Let's keep going. Uh, Minnesota, Pittsburgh, JT, hit it.
0: Ah, this game harkens back to the 70s, the old steel curtain versus the purple people eaters. But I'm looking at mm-hmm. I'm looking at a lot in this game. Sam Bradford's knee, there's been a lot of talk out there right now about this guy's knee. Uh, there's some concern. There's some soreness. Uh, and a certain twice repaired, surgically repaired knee. So that's something to keep an eye on. Pittsburgh's defense, I think, puts a lot of pressure on him. See how well he moves around the pocket. Uh, the receiving core, Thielen, I don't expect to put up 134 yards this week, but I still expect somewhere around 90 to 100, 510 yards from this kid. Stefan Diggs is Stephon Diggs. To Stephon Diggs. The, guy is, uh, the guy knows how to get open. He knows how to set up his defensive back. He knows how to get open and catch the football. Dalvin Cook, the guy you, uh, you talked about extensively during the preseason, Really showed up. Uh, I was impressed with him, caught the ball well, ran the ball well. What happened to Latavius Murray? Uh, I didn't see much from him at all. I mean, Jarek McKinnon was a little what, 53 yards receiving. It. At least he was somewhat fantasy relevant in a PPR league. Uh, flip over to Pittsburgh, Le'Veon Bell. I wonder if it was an old school Mike Tomlin. Hey, you want to miss all training camp? We'll see how many touches you get in week one. The guy's too good. Don't freak out and think, oh, my God, 10 carries, 32 yards. I got to dump this guy. He's going to have a big game this week because, yes, Minnesota stops the run, but people forget. Le'Veon Bell's well capable of catching 80 footballs. He'll be, a, he'll be a factor in that game, either running, passing, you know, running, passing game, or both. Uh, looking at the receiving core, Antonio Brown. I think Antonio Brown has a quieter game this week. I think Martavis Bryant's the guy to look at. I can see Martavis having one of his 140, 152 touchdown games where he gets deep. And as far as the tight end position, I'm going to call Jesse James. I'm going to call shenanigans on him and call that a fluke from last week. I don't expect to see that again this week.
1: Uh, Over, under, 130 total yards and one touchdown for uh, Le'Veon Bell. Over. All right. What did I ask you about, Bell. I think, uh, yeah, uh, Dalvin Cook is uh, everything that, like I said, I, I expected him to be. And uh, now the big concern, though, in Minnesota is, uh, well, your quarterback looks so great, and now all of a sudden he's got knee problems, and the knee problems are so bad, you're signing your practice squad quarterback uh, to the roster just in case. Not exactly mm-hmm. what you want to see after such a great, no. uh, great first game. Um, Pittsburgh is home. I look for Roethlisberger. Listen, there is such a big difference in the splits between home and away. Roethlisberger should have a, a pretty decent day. And, yeah, I think to go ahead and uh, aid uh, Bell and get him away from that good uh, run defense, they'll go ahead do a lot of dump-offs, a lot of screens, things like that. So, uh, good call on that one. Arizona and the Colts. <laughs> Why all I get, well, pretty much the shitty games, it seems like. That um, is all yours. Thanks, Kyle. Actually, you know what? You know, here's the thing. Arizona is, uh, everybody's talking about there's no RB to own. If it's PPR, listen to me, if it's PPR, grab Andre Ellington, folks. This is a running back that they were going ahead, converting into a wide receiver. Now, what more could you possibly want than a running back and a wide receiver on a team that's hurting at running back and looking at a team that is going to be awful against the pass? Um, I I just feel like it might be Andre Ellington. He's a little bit more used to that offense. I, I don't know. Some people have taken Colonel Williams until I see more, I don't know. Personally, I say stay away from the whole damn backfield. Uh, but if you're really desperate, grab Andre Owington. He, a couple passes there. He, like I said, he knows the passing route. As far as Fitz and J.J. Nelson, listen, they're about to face Matadors we haven't seen since the Bullfighting Championship in Barcelona in 83. Okay. Um, there is a field day out there. I look for big numbers out of both of them. The Colts. The Colts do have a little hope this week in the unknown that is Jacoby Brissett. Now, you're talking about a young guy in college. He had a four-to-one touchdown-to-interception ratio. Not too bad. Listen, his stats just don't blow you out of the water. 60% wherever he's been, whether it's college or with New England, okay, hitting the 60% mark. I expect, though, obviously, it's going to be much better than Tolzien. And, and we'll see which one of the options he's going to go ahead and boost. Obviously, we'll see a good T.Y. Houghton push. I expect him to want to go ahead and get with his top receiver. I expect him to want to get with his tight end. So I expect a little bit out of Jack uh, Doyle this week. And we're starting to see maybe that push from uh, from Marlin back there on Gore so uh, uh, from Marlon Mack. So it's going to be a fun team to watch as they progress. Take Marlon Mack as the season progresses. You're going to get more out of him. Hold on to Brissett as a flyer. He did well in New England learning. Where he takes that in Indy, I don't know. Hold on to him for down the road just in case you don't know. Keep it, Just keep an eye on what he's doing because it might let them uh, handle the one thing that nobody in Indy wants to really talk about. How bad is Luck's shoulder really?
0: Uh-huh. Well, here's a scary. question before we did. It is scary. He's mm-hmm. talking about Jacoby Brissett. Uh, where mm-hmm. do you see Dante Moncrief in this, uh, in this puzzle? Where do you see – because we're talking about a guy that's in a contract year. Generally, receivers tend to play better in contract years or an option year anyway. Um, I mean, what do you see from him this week? What do you see from him going forward with Brissett?
1: Well, you see, and that's the thing is, Moncrief. He has that. He has the ability. He has the talent. I. I don't know if he has the track record yet with, with luck for me to see enough to say, yeah, he's going to hook up and be able to do well with Brissett as well, the, and in particular not in this Arizona matchup. Right, right. This, is not, this isn't the matchup to have him. So, again, well, for him. this is a wait and see. You, you got to own Hilton because it's friggin' Hilton. Anybody else Hilton, right. on that offense, other than the tight end, because that's the, that's the quarterback's best friend, okay, is a wait and see who does he have chemistry with. And we're going to find out. We're going we're gonna to start seeing. Watch the number of targets. Watch the number of targets to the receivers not in the first half. Watch the numbers in the second half as he's starting to feel more comfortable with guys. The first half is going uh, to be a feeling out stage. Go ahead. Okay.
0: Watch Bruce Arians pull his best Bill Belichick imitation and have DJ Foster the one back that was eh, coincidentally signed off the New England practice squad be the guy this week. The guy that nobody picked up. So you know, that, that's going to be the funny fantasy moments when D.J. Foster is the, the running back uh, that, has, <laughs> that has the most touches this week.
1: Do you think he's capable?
0: I think he's like capable. Him? I don't know if he's, he's a good between-the-tackle uh, between runner. He's a guy that catches the ball well. I like him in pass pickup. I think he's a guy that's capable of uh, helping to keep Carson Palmer upright in the backfield on blitzes. I think he's a guy that does uh, – he dances a little too much for my taste. Uh, I'd like to see him do that one cut and go, but I think as the season goes, if they if they try to sculpt this kid a little bit, I think he's a little better than people realize.
1: Well, uh, one of the things that people have to understand about him too is he's pretty fast. He's a four five guy. Mm-hmm. He, he ran a mm-hmm. four five. He also likes to catch the ball. He is second most in school history. Just saying. He went to Arizona State, huh? folks, and he's the second most right. in school history. Okay. Uh two time all pack twelve honoree. And the best part about the kid, you worry about whether or not can he can pick up the offense too, being rushed in. He's a dean's list guy. He's a bright right. kid. Right. He's played slot he's played slot receiver. He's athletic. There's just a lot to him. And you know, JT, that's a good one for people to watch. I like that. I like that a lot. And I this is I tell you. Yeah, that's I, I like that one. I like it a lot, folks. Uh and I have to grab him on a couple of teams before uh before the next through. You probably already grabbed him in our leagues, just son of a bitch. Um, I
0: have no anyway,
1: room. folks. <sighs> Next up, New England, New Orleans. Oh, See, you get the good games, man. Boy. Hey, it's
0: the way it should be. Now, let's talk about this. Uh, you know, everybody out there talking about Mike Gillisley, Mike Gillisley, Mike Gillisley can he do three touchdowns again? Okay, can it be Gillisley? Can it be John White? Can it be Burkhead? Can it be Dion Lewis? None of the above, folks. It's time to <laughs> throw Tom Brady and his ego. Okay, they're going to let Tom Brady throw the ball 55 times this week and he's going to hit minimum of four touchdowns. The guy went 16 out of 36 last week and put up a big goose egg. Alex Smith drastically outplayed him in that head-to-head matchup on national television. So this is all about Tom Brady, Tom Brady, Tom Brady. People think Brandon Cooks, three for 88 last week against Kansas City. Yeah, he had a decent game. People forget how many PI penalties the kid that covered him had, the three or four in the end zone alone. Um, he well could have had 150-160 in that game. Cooks is going to absolutely explode against his former team this week. This is one of those, uh, you circle the calendar matchups if you're Brandon Cooks, and I think Brady's going to find a way to get him the ball. The running game, you might see uh, one of those 3-4 carries. You know, maybe you get a touchdown out of Gillisley, Maybe they do try to run the ball. I still think it's going to be Tom Brady uh, flipping over to the other side of the ball. If Adrian Peterson wants more than nine touches, what the hell did you think you were going to get when you chose New Orleans, is where you were going to sign? A, they already had an incumbent back in Mark Ingram that's better than you in this stage in your career. And B, Drew Brees wants to throw the ball 50 times a game. So you think giving Sean Payton a stare down on the sideline is going to get you more touches, A.P.? <laughs> You're, dumber. You're dumber than you look, my friend. He comes from the Bill Parcells coaching tree. See how that I was works just going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, looking at, I think Michael Thomas has a bounce-back game this week. Uh, for You know, Kobe yeah. Flaner was solid yeah. last week. I think he will be, again, the guy to have, the running back for me to start in New Orleans is Alvin Kamara. I think New Orleans is going to have to keep chucking the football to keep up, and Kamara is their receiving back and probably their most gifted athletic, well, obviously their most gifted and athletic running back in that backfield. It's not going to be Ingram or Peterson that are running routes. It's going to be Kamara. So uh, I'm
1: going with him if I'm starting new others running back. Nice. Nice. I am uh that, that I I'm really not going to add anything more to that cuz I have to get to this exciting matchup of Cleveland and Baltimore.
0: I'm actually excited about that. I am. Thank yourself.
1: Um Cleveland Baltimore. Have let's take it. a look. Okay folks, let's take a look at the running back situation. In Baltimore, the running backs split time. In Cleveland, the running backs split time. Let's take a look at the quarterbacks. Both quarterbacks still trying to find their rhythm on the season. One because he's a rookie, the other coming off injury and missing the whole off uh, uh, the whole preseason. What can you expect from the very wide receivers on both teams? really don't know because we don't know who they're going to match up with because one's a rookie and the other missed all preseason. Uh, both have me staying away except for the uh, deepest of leagues. Um, the QB matchup really is the problem here uh, for me, and that is who who do you take? I mean, do you take anybody on from these teams and really consider it like I said, you've got a committee in Baltimore at running back. It really could be anybody's freaking game this week. You've got a committee in Cleveland. Okay, you've got uh, Duke Johnson who did next to nothing last week, but Hugh Jackson's talking about how he's going to use him more. Okay, um, it's just it, it's a it's a mess from the running backs. It's a mess at quarterback. And it's because it's a mess at quarterback. It's a mess at uh, your wide receiver, tight end position. Yeah, tight end there's no tight end. In Baltimore practically, and, and, and Njoku in uh, Cleveland. Uh, I don't know. He's he might be the only weapon that uh, has a regular spot in a dynasty moving forward. I mean, Corey's been okay on the outside, but I think they're waiting. It's going to be interesting what happens with Josh Gordon. For this game, though, nobody. Moving along. I hate this matchup. This was the worst one ever. It really well, was. One thing to, me. to add
0: to that, Jester. Go uh,
1: ahead.
0: The guy that just two years ago was the darling of the Chicago Bears backfield, Jeremy Langford, that was signed to the Ravens squad after the Bears let him go, has now been released for former Seahawk Alex Collins into <laughs> that backfield. So, gee, I just talk about a guy that fell off of fantasy relevance quickly, and Jeremy Langford, good Lord.
1: I'll say. I'll say. He was there and gone, and uh, sometimes that's why they call it the NFL, not for long, folks. It could be not for (laughs) long. enjoy it while you can. Philly, KC, go ahead, JT.
0: Oh, game of the week for me. This is my favorite game on the the docket this week. It's the uh, Andy Reid Bowl. Kansas City's a tough, tough, tough team at Arrowhead Stadium. I mean, they're good anyway. But Arrowhead Stadium, that's just a completely different animal. Uh, in, in fly, Eagles fly. Doug Peterson, Carson Wentz and company coming into Arrowhead against a team riding high off of a huge beat you know, beat down at New England. So what do I see in this? I see things to be a little bit different, Mr. Alex Smith. The front seven for the Philadelphia Eagles is light years ahead of what you saw in New England. And if you think that you're going to be able to stand back there and go for your fourth and fifth read, hey, you've, got, you've got another thing coming, my friend. I think Philadelphia is going to unleash absolute blitzkrieg on this kid. Uh, Kareem Hunt, you're not going for 250. The darling of week one, this guy is not a 250 total yard guy. Everybody out there who's crowning him, as Dennis Green would say, we're not going to crown him. They haven't done anything yet. Exactly. The guy's done nothing yet. Let's see it on a consistent basis. I think to look for 120 total yards out of Kareem Hunt this week, I think Tyree Kill comes in around 80, 85 yards. Uh, I think it's a big game for Albert Wilson. I think you're going to, have to see a lot of underneath passes. Flip side over to Philly, the running back situation there is completely jacked up. So I think you're going to see a little bit more of Carson Wentz. Nelson Aguilar is a guy to keep an eye on this week. And I think, you see a, I think you see a big game from Alshon Jeffrey on the outside. He's good against physical corners. Going to be matched up against Marcus Peters, who will try to jam him at the line of scrimmage. And uh just one thing Alshon Jeffrey can do is get off of jam coverage and go up and tackle football in the end zone. So I think Alshon Jeffrey will have a big day.
1: Okay, good stuff. Good stuff. Good matchup. Real good matchup. Yes, it is. Uh, that's going to be a really, really good game to watch, too. Another good game is going to be uh, Tennessee and the beloved Jaguars of Mrs. Jester. And uh, what is now. Yeah, it is now being referred to as Saxonville. Yes. Uh, Very very happy place around here lately. And uh, it's been nice, it's been peaceful. I mean, uh, yes, she's very happy about her team. (laughs) And uh, even with, uh, you know, listen, go ahead. If you're looking at Tennessee, first of all, okay, um, they, they mentioned a lot how they want to go ahead and run Murray. Malarkey and both offensive coordinator Terry Robisky both said have gone on record this week they want to run, expect a lot of DeMarco Murray so that that keeps off, they slow that uh, rush down a little bit. Um, Also, look for a lot of quick stuff out of Mariota this week. Little dumps on slants. I wouldn't be surprised now to see uh, an appearance from Eric Decker in this offense uh, this week. Don't really see as much out of Delaney Walker this week, though, because of the linebacker matchup that he'll be facing. Uh, If it's not Puzlosny, it's a very fast Miles Jack or it's a very fast Talvin Smith. Wherever he runs through that middle, he's facing some big time linebackers. So I look for him to clear out, and Decker scooting underneath it in a lot this week as far as uh, the Tennessee offense. For Jacksonville, the offense, listen, obviously it literally runs through Fournette. How he goes is how the Jacksonville team is going to go. Bortles might actually settle in. Maybe he can go ahead and start feeling comfortable once he sees, hey, I've got a running game. And you know what? Things might pick up. Uh, 125 last week, not anything overwhelming, but they didn't call mm-hmm. for it. They didn't need it. Okay? So, too. Hearns, Hearns is an okay receiver. Lee, I'm not overall impressed with. One of the guys I keep an eye on, if you want to just watch until Westbrook gets back this year, folks, one of the guys I'm personally keeping an eye on is 6'1", 194, Cleland Cole. Kid's, kids going to be fantastic <laughs> if, if given a chance, and this might be his opportunity. Now, whether or not Blake can get him the ball, it's yet to be determined, but this is a kid – Four years of college, and in those four years, he averaged almost 1,200 yards a, a, a season and 12 touchdowns a season. So he's used to getting that ball he, off people's radar because he went to a smaller school, okay? Don't sleep on him. Six one, one ninety four, 194, got a little speed to him. Going to be interesting to see. Keep him in the back burner. Keep an eye on him. Somebody watching Don't nice. believe it or not. Nice. Um, Jets, Oakland, JT.
0: Yeah, Jets going out to the West Coast. Uh, you know, I think this is the week. I'm hoping we see a little more Bilal Powell. The guy was a top three fantasy back the last month of the season last year. Don't understand why we didn't see much of him till the fourth quarter this past week. Uh, Elijah McGuire, the rookie running back, I think we can see a, a healthy, healthy dose of him this week. I know they're excited to get him out there and, and uh, get him some more reps. Jermaine Kearse going back to the West Coast, you know, 50, 60-yard guy. Pretty anemic for the Jets. And I think this is the week that they uh, run into the Khalil Mack sack attack out in Oakland because I think Khalil Mack's going to have an absolute field day uh, with that <laughs> offensive line. Off- offensively, Marshawn Lynch, you know, Leonard, big Leonard Williams up the middle. I think that, you know, pretty stout for, uh, for the Jets up the middle. I think they're soft on the edges, though, so I think you'll see, uh, I think you'll see Oakland run a lot of, a lot of sweeps a lot of toss plays, that sort of thing. Get, uh, you know, get Marshall on the outside, let him do his thing. We talked about it Thursday night on Gridiron Guys. They're making a concerted effort to get Armari Cooper involved in the Red Zone, and I think that continues this week. Uh, and Michael Crabtree. I think Michael Crabtree, though, is the consistent play this week. I think you can see a 10-catch game from this game.
1: Really? Yeah? Yes. Nice. Um, moving forward. What do you what do you see from Cook? Anything on Oakland? Oh, I mean, the same he keeps thing it up I looked at one? when I saw
0: him in Green Bay last year. The guy will have three or four games where he looks like a stud tight end and then disappear the rest of them. I don't really think – I think he's fourth or fifth as far as Derek Carr's read at this point. So, unless he's wide open or the play dictates that he gets the ball, I don't think Carr really feels the need to, to utilize the tight end. That's why we haven't seen much from uh, – a few former Miami Hurricane tight ends and Clive Wolford and a few others that are out there. It just doesn't seem to me like like Carr really utilizes the tight end in that office.
1: And and, uh, on the other side of the ball, we talked about you know, folks, listen. Not just this show. Thursday nights, 8 o'clock. I'm sorry, 7 o'clock to 8 o'clock. We do the gridiron, guys. We talked about a Jets tight end that's waiting and, and will be returning in Austin Safari and Jenkins. Now, All right. Yep. Yeah. He is. Uh, and like I talked about, I met him when he played here in Tampa and he is a fantastic young man, a great person to talk to. I can only hope uh, he gets to reach some sort of success that his talent level meets. Matches And, and hit him as a person Because he's a, he is a very nice person So I, I really hope to see him Get that opportunity The Jets have already said He is the starter upon his return Somebody to watch Are you having tight end problems already uh, Somebody not available You're in a deeper league Grab him, hold him Somebody to go ahead and watch um, Going ahead and You know what Let's go ahead. I'm going to hit Dallas and Denver real quick, folks. Um, oh. I, I really don't expect, you know, I, I, the Denver defense, I, I just uh, – we talked about it earlier about Dez already being an RB2. I mean, and, and going against this kind of defense, I, I really team. don't see a lot. Pardon me? I mean, a uh, wide receiver too. Um, thanks. I, I really just see the Zeke show this week out of Denver. they're they're really going to push the ball, I mean, out of Dallas, they're going to push the ball uh, to him to try and uh, move that ball. I mean, they're not going to move it in the air. They're really not against this team, I'm telling you. Yvonne Miller's already said he's going to be looking to get the sacks this week. He said in an interview he's going to be chasing down Prescott, giving him a hard time. Uh, And I thought that was good because it also gives Dallas an idea of what to expect, but um and, and, and out of denver, yeah out of denver, um one of the things i I'm, I'm starting to see and I think it's going to upset a bunch of people, everybody thought Jamal Charles was just going to come in there and take over uh based oh, on yeah on his history, i mean, and he's already had a fumble. what people didn't expect is c j Anderson to have a solid game first game out, twenty carries eighty one yards. Would have had a touchdown except uh, it was called back on a BS penalty. He had a solid game. Don't expect that to change because all because the Giants couldn't run against Dallas doesn't mean you can't run against Dallas. I look for the same thing. They're going to do the best that they can, Denver, to control the clock, control the time, let the defense take over, and protect Simeon as much as they can. Don't expect any difference, He's also, see so, a, C J Anderson all game. Two running backs, both game, both teams.
0: Two questions, Chester. One, do you see Chris Harris or Aqib Talib matching up with uh, Dennis Bryant?
1: I don't even think that they move them.
0: Really? I think no wherever it lines
1: up, it's not going to matter. Both of them, both of them have him covered. Both okay. of them have him now,
0: covered. so then. So we stick them with the, with the Dallas offense. That is a tough run to run against, even with that talented offensive line that Dallas has. Do you see Dallas utilizing Zeke the same way we were talking about Pittsburgh utilizing Bell against the tough Minnesota front? We the sure, action. they're going to have
1: to. They're going to have to. They're going to have to. Um, and just keep moving Zeke. You're going to see Zeke all over the damn formation this, uh, this game. Well, in the okay. end, it's going to go to Zeke. Oh yeah, they're going to move that kid all over the place. Watch, without a question. Be fun to watch. Two running back games. I'm telling you, it's a it's a running back uh, uh, because it's going to be a closer game. I doubt. I'm really yeah, I go, I'm having a hard time thinking of this. Trevor Simeon lighting up Dallas, or Prescott lighting up the Denver cornerbacks. I'm just having a hard time with that. I see running backs both both teams. So unless there's anything else you want to add. I mean Simeon did alright. He was serviceable.
0: Well, no, he, Simeon, was he, Simeon was solid.
1: Two nineteen
0: had the three touchdowns.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh we have a lot of people in uh, the FSA group. I want to throw this out there to you guys that are listening in.
1: A lot of yeah. people
0: asking about Emmanuel Sanders this week. Um if anyone if anyone's gonna have a big game this week in the receiving core for Denver. I do think it will be Sanders. I could see an eight catch, 90, 95 yards, maybe he sneaks in the touchdown. But I think he'll be a guy that they use as an extension of the running game, those little 7- to 12-yard out patterns that he likes to run or those little 10-yard curls and kind of use that as an extension of the running game. So Did I think Sanders lead? is a guy that, yes, a guy, definitely a guy to play this week if you're looking for wide receiver help.
1: Uh. Uh, like I guess uh, it's going to be an interesting game. Uh, I I see a tough game there. Miami finally gets to play. Your team gets to play yeah. this week. They're going to be allowed to play, yeah, and they're gonna they're gonna play San Diego. So uh, might as well let you do the breakdown of it, sir. Well, yeah,
0: you know, um, out in uh, sunny Carson, California, in the LA, L.A. Galaxy Soccer Stadium, we'll see the Miami Dolphins playing against the Los Angeles. Uh, this one holds a little extra to me as I'll be covering this one. Uh, you know, Jay Cutler, everyone wants to sit there and slam Jay Cutler. People forget that he played with Adam Gase for one season. 2015, oh, by the way, his best quarterback rating of his career at 92.3, 21 touchdowns, only 11 interceptions. See, no one wants to talk about that. Is Jay Cutler an idiot? Absolutely he's an idiot. I never said the guy was uh, a rocket scientist, Okay. I've never said he was, but the guy can throw the football. I don't football. care about that and the thing I don't <laughs> give a damn if he's a Nobel Prize winner. Okay? So, the guy can throw the football. The one thing that Ryan Tannehill doesn't do is take a lot of shots down the field. The safeties can sag in on the running game. You can't do that against Jay Cutler because – He's not a rocket scientist and he can't count three defensive backs on one receiver. He's still going to throw it there anyway, because he can't count that there's three defensive backs on that one wide receiver. So my point being Jay Ajayi is going to have a big day. He's going to be involved in the passing game. He's going to have lanes to run in. I do think Devontae Parker is a guy that not enough people are looking at. This is the type of guy that can get down the field and go up and get those balls from Jay Cutler, those one-on-one balls. So, Look for Miami offense to put up some points in this game. They made huh, – well, let's be real. They made Trevor Simeon look like a, like a Pro Bowl quarterback last week. What do you think Jay Cutler can do? Flip to the other side, Phillip Rivers, three touchdowns, but I believe it was under 200 yards passing. It just didn't seem like he was on – in sync, shall we say, with Keenan Allen, Tyrell Williams. Uh, Hunter Henry, zero targets. I still, to the life of me can't understand that. We're talking about a guy that – I think could be a top five tight end. I think we see a bounce back from him. Miami notoriously has trouble covering tight ends out of the, uh, in the passing game. Look for them to force feed this kid the ball some. So Hunter Henry's a guy that I think you can play maybe as, as a tight end two if you would. Yeah, he's not in a top tier tight end, but he's just out of it this week. Uh, and look for Melvin Gordon to have a big day on the San Diego side.
1: All right. First, Rivers had 192 next week, uh, last week, and three okay. touchdowns. You are, you are correct; he was under 200. Um, t- two, uh, San Diego Charges will be San Diego Charges to me all year. They have not earned the LA designation. Somewhere in my <laughs> filing system that I call my P brain, I, I, I everywhere I go, I've been calling them San Diego all friggin' year. Give me time. I figure sometime next year, just somewhere around preseason, folks, I'll be doing an episode and you'll hear it. And all of a sudden, bing, it'll click. And I'll just be saying, Los Angeles Chargers. And you'll be like, wow, he finally got it right. <laughs> well, in, sure. all fairness,
0: in all fairness, yes. Jester, <clears throat> St. Louis hasn't earned that designation either by the look of the write-up. So,
1: No. No. Uh, They have it. Uh, Again, like I said, it's going to take Listen, there's some parts of me, folks, that you're going to see Absolute friggin' brilliance. How did he see that? And then you're going to go How does he not go ahead and correct it that it's the L.A. Chargers? Uh, I don't know. And the (laughs) L.A. Yeah, yeah, I'll get there. I will. Give me time. You all know who I'm fucking talking about. Don't worry. I could tell you it was the Oshkosh Chargers. You'd know it was Philip Rivers' team. Anyway, Jay Ajayi. Okay, real quick for those out there who were concerned, a bunch of people have been asking me about Ajayi. So, as you know, if you're in the group with us, FSA folks, great Facebook group, fantasy sports advice and analysis. Go ahead, join the group. Join us Tuesdays as yours truly goes live and answers your questions on waivers. So in the group, I was recently talking uh, my, amongst JT and a couple of the people asking about Jay Ajayi, and I took time out to reach out to Omar Kelly, who's the beat writer for the uh, Miami Dolphins, and I asked him specifically uh, how Ajayi is, and they he says right now... Everything was just precautionary. He's fine. Don't expect any difference in his in his load this week. So I, I got it right from, I mean, the best I can do is getting it from the beat writer himself that literally spends mm-hmm. his whole life covering these guys. He is, I don't like him. I think he's an ass, but he knows his dolphins. And uh, I, I will go by that. The next best thing I could practically do would be go to Gase himself. So um gives you a little something on that. JT, go ahead and, and give us the next one as well. The L.A. Rams. Oh, okay. And the, the Washington Rams. Redskins. Oh, you know what? Hold on. Before we go on, I do have a question about that game. Looking uh-huh. at Miami and the Los Angeles Chargers, Okay. Okay. Look at the two tight ends. Who has the better game?
0: Well, you look at Julius Thomas, two years with Gates, 24 touchdowns back in Denver. But I truly think the fact that Hunter Henry didn't receive a target last week and Miami's uh, lack of ability in covering the tight end, I think Hunter Henry – uh, is force-fed the ball a little bit this week, and I think he has the better game. I think Julius Thomas, who had a subpar preseason, needs a little bit more time to get uh, acclimated to Jay Cutler and the Dolphins' system.
1: Okay. Alright, so under the yeah, tight end to it, owning that one, folks. One um, name for you.
0: One name for you in that game. Yeah. The Dolphins are talking about running a lot of two tight end sets in that game. Mark mm-hmm. Gray is a guy yeah. that's extremely underrated in tight end position, and a guy that's a knee, kind of the Lady Walker mold of a tight end, more of a smaller speed guy that just has a knack for finding holes in zone. If San Diego mm-hmm. starts playing zone on him, watch that kid have a big day.
1: Nice. Good, good, good. Um, going to Washington.
0: LA Rams, hit it. Wow, what can you say about the Redskins last week? Uh, fat Rob Kelly laid an absolute donut, disappeared. Kirk Cousins looked terrible. Uh, you know, Prior 60 yards. I think people were expecting a little bit more from him. Jordan Reed playing with a broken toe, but still showed. Played well, made some nice catches. The problem for the Redskins is until they get that running game going, Kirk Cousins can't utilize the play action. He's one of those quarterbacks that's a great play action quarterback. Get the ball down the field to a Prior, Jamison Crowder. Where's Josh Doxon, last year's first-round pick out of TCU? Inactive last week. I uh, don't understand what's going on with this kid. Are we going to see him play at all this week? And then we talk about the Rams. 46 points last week. Forget that. Erase it from your memory. Strike it from the document. <laughs> you know, Overrule. Throw it out. They were playing a semi-pro team called the Indianapolis Colts, so it doesn't count. You are not. <laughs> gonna, you are not going to see that this week. You are not going to see them put up over 24 points this week. Cut that in half is what they're going to put up. I do like Cooper Cup in this game. Six targets, four catches, 76 and a touchdown. This kid is a prodigy. PPR, Dynasty Leagues, he should be on your team. Uh, Sammy Watkins, he's due for his annual injury anytime now. So, well, uh, you know, you might even see him elevated up a little bit at that point. Um, I do think Todd Gurley being involved in the passing game is going to get him back to where he should be. The Todd Gurley from his rookie year, uh, and the Redskins are a team that he can get healthy against because if he likes to run it on the edges, and the Redskins are weak on the edge against the run. So I think Gurley's a good play this week.
1: Nice. Nice. Um, H- Higby and Everett, who do you see emerging out of those two tight ends?
0: Both were decent last week. If I recall, I don't have their numbers in front of me. Uh, I still think Higby's going to get every opportunity First, just because he is a good run blocker, I think that's the one part of Everett's game that he needs to work on. If Everett could get his run blocking down, I think he's the better receiver, if you if that makes sense. So right now I think Higby basically gets first shot.
1: Okay. All right. Cool. Good stuff. Good stuff. Moving right along, folks, because, uh, let's see, we've got 13 minutes on the clock. We're moving along nicely. Um, and right now we're going to go ahead and give you – Uh, It's my turn. I'm looking at San Francisco, Seattle. Interesting. Interesting because, you know, uh, I've said so many times uh, the predictor of the game is the better quarterback in this. And right off the bat, you'd like to say that Russell Wilson is the better quarterback in in this matchup um, against Hoyer. But the problem is, is the uh, offensive line of Seattle is absolutely grotesque. And, So was Wilson's performance last week of going uh, 14 for 27 for 158. Um, I really don't see that happening again. They're not playing the Green Bay defense. um, But the Green Bay defense, uh, that offensive line made the Green Bay defense look like the Chicago Bears of 85. Uh, It was absolutely disgusting. And and they're going to have to fix that line real quick. Um, and, And I mentioned Hoyer. Uh, don't expect much out of Hoyer uh, 193 last week at, uh, in 35 attempts. Uh, really not going to light up the stat board, even with a iffy Sherman. Now, remember, Sherman is iffy this week, and Garcon went off last week for six catches, 81 yards, and expect him to be the top weapon in a game that they will likely be down. So Garcon's still a solid play. Um one of the things, though, for San Francisco is expect Hyde to do a little bit more this week because at first that game is a good—it it should be a little closer if they can go ahead and take advantage of that poor Seattle line. Um, I expect Hyde to get more than nine carries. Uh, but he did do the nine carries 45 yards uh, on those nine carries. So I expect him to do what Ty Montgomery couldn't do. Uh, Montgomery ran for 54 on 19 carries against them for a touchdown. Expect Hyde to go ahead. I I see Hyde getting a hundred yard game and also a touchdown. They're going to have to use him uh, without a question this week. But uh, no, I'm hoping that Seattle finds a little bit more of a, uh, some offensive line work there because across the board, everybody's going to get killed fantasy wise.
0: Well, What do you see, Jester? what do you see from the two uh, rookie running backs in this game? Matt Breida from San Francisco, who they're high on, and Chris Carson, who's really elevated up Pete Carroll's uh, list, if you listen to Pete Carroll. So, what do you think of those two?
1: Well, you're going to see, the game's going to start as far as, uh, uh, let's go with the Seattle side first. Thomas Rawls has been practicing for two weeks. They're just finally going ahead and putting him on. So, I expect him to be healthy So I expect, uh, the first half to be a a true three back committee and then go with the hot hand in the second half, uh, as far as Seattle's concerned. And again, uh, plenty of people have heard me mention Chris Carson, Chris Carson, Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: not, not just the former promoter. Um, he really is. Yeah, there you go. Slide that one in there real quick. Um, he really is uh, probably the more talented back of that group, believe it or not. Lacey just, I'm sorry. Uh, Lacey's just not it. And the only competition to me that he has is Rawls. So um, don't look for much out of that backfield just yet until it gets settled down and the offensive line gets a little bit better. You mentioned uh, uh, Matt Breeder. Uh, see, I, I'm going to see him be brought along. This kid here, here, here's the thing about this kid, and and they're going to use him because he's quite the weapon. I mean, he's exceptionally elusive. Yeah, he's exceptionally fast and elusive, okay? And if they're smart, they get him the ball more often in space. Um, I see them using him more and more as the season goes on. Great guy to have in a PPR uh, setting, and somebody that might not pay off this week. Um, but look for him to start picking up steam as the season goes on and to get more confidence in him. There's the, that's what I've got. We've got one more to go before the Monday night matchup. Uh, Green Bay, Atlanta, the Sunday night game. JT, yes. this should be a nice game to watch. Good Sunday game. night game. Yeah.
0: Yes, this should be, a, unlike the Thursday night game last weekend, next week, this should actually be a good primetime game. Uh, Green Bay on the road at Atlanta in that god-awful stadium. The good thing is it's on Sunday. The bad thing is no Chick-fil-A, guys. Sorry, we're closed on Sunday. So if you were going to the Falcons game expecting to eat Chick-fil-A, you're not, none for you. Eat before you go to the game. So when we look at this game, let's start on the Atlanta side of the ball. Austin Hooper, two catches, about 140-plus yards and a touchdown on two targets. They've got to get this kid more involved. in the. I don't understand the two targets. Obviously, he's not going to have 140 yards every game, but this is a guy that can get open. He's fast. He's a smart kid. He's a Stanford kid. Talk about a guy that knows how to read, see what he's seen in defense, make an evaluation, get open. I'd like to see a little more from him. Uh, concerted effort. Folks that have Julio Jones, I know he had just under 70 yards. He's fine. Relax. Julio Jones, week one. Week two, I think this is the week in the big games is where he comes out and plays his best. If you don't believe me, go back and watch the tape of the Super Bowl. This guy will go up and make any catch you possibly can imagine. The running back situation, I haven't heard the update on Tevin Coleman. I know at one point he was questionable going into this week. Uh, Devontae Freeman, I think you're going to see him utilized in the passing game. Uh, You're going to need to against that Green Bay defense. Flip side, Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. Uh, you know, Ty Montgomery, like you said, 19 for 54 and a touchdown. The big part of that game, fantasy owners, this actually matters to you as well, is that he absolutely has improved his pass protection. If he can block for the franchise in Aaron Rodgers, he will remain on the field. He's on the field. He gets more opportunities. Mm-hmm. Really impressed at what I saw from him last week. Um, Jordy Nelson, I think Jordy Nelson's going to have a field day this week. And Randall Cobb, Randall Cobb looked like the guy from two or three years ago. A lot more zip in his step, a lot more fire. He didn't seem like he was just going through the motions. And this guy went later in drafts. I think Randall Cobb can be had. I know somebody out there doesn't really like Randall Cobb, uh, somebody we won't mention who's been on our show before. But Randall Cobb's a guy that can catch 80 balls, 1,000 yards, and seven, eight touchdowns this season. So uh, keep an eye on Randall Cobb.
1: Ah oh, yeah a person that's been on our show and uh doesn't hey, uh, what yeah, has, listen have a, have a having a little hard time digesting the blue beard in yourself as uh, fellow experts. It, it it seems to have uh, thrown him off that he's not the all knowing and um yeah yeah, he'll be okay. Everybody gets good used guy. to it, the beard blade. Yeah, great guy. I, I like Buston, and he's uh, – actually, uh, we're talking about one of the guys from the FSA group, uh, Chris McConnell. He's been on the show, and I yes. have uh, found a new target to have fun with, and so we go back <laughs> and forth and uh, expect that to continue on. Now, uh,
0: Jester, have you asked him? Have you asked him yet if he's going to invite Danny Woodhead over to his house to watch the game this week, or – or, or what?
1: Well, actually, no. I just uh, told him uh, my biggest thing was that, you know, I mean, he gave Woodhead and uh, pretty much laughed it every time I said Charles Clay. And I just had to remember him that, remind him that for the next 10 weeks, I'm pretty sure Clay will score more fantasy points than Danny Woodhead. Just saying. It happens that way, folks. Sometimes, you know what? If you pay attention long enough, you're going to find out one thing. You know what's going to be the most aggravating thing about JT and I? The fact that we're right a lot. That is the most aggravating thing. Other than that, we're adorable. You're going to love us. We're great. You know, we're fun. We like to laugh. But uh, we are annoyingly correct a lot. I think that's accurate. Very much (laughs) so. Yeah, I'd say so. Anyway, go ahead. What?
0: Oh, I said very much so. We got four minutes. You know, the, the guy, he's made the guy's made some nice predictions yeah. out there. Yeah, he's been on Austin Hooper. Yeah. He's talked about a few other guys, but we got to mess with about Danny Woodhead. He had to see that coming. So.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. We we like having fun. Like I said, we only pick on those that we love. If we didn't but, love them, this, we'd ignore the living shit but, out of them. But I've them.
0: got. We've got to talk about this Monday night game. It's a team you know and love, and uh, you get into that. I have a specific question. For you, for you, for the fantasy sure. listeners out there. But go ahead and start on this game. Go first. ahead.
1: Oh, well, my no, question you know is, what? Go ahead I'm you... going like to let you ask your question, and then I'll get, I'll be able to use whatever we got. We got three minutes left, so I'll use whatever. So, so, so here's go ahead my, and my question. Your question:
0: Giants' anemic offense last week. How much of that do you see mm-hmm. that Odell Beckham didn't play? How much of that was because we had no Odell Beckham Jr. in that game?
1: You know, as much as everybody liked to go, oh. See, we didn't have Odell. We didn't have Odell. No, but we still had friggin' Sterling Shepard, Brandon Marshall, who we didn't use at all. Don't ask me why. Why did you get a red zone? Hey, you know what? Here you go, coach. I'm going to get you two red zone targets. I'm going to get you Brandon Marshall... Can't get uh, next to Plexico. That, that should be beautiful for Eli. There's, a, there's the type of receiver he's used to. Big red zone target. And you know what? I'm going to get you a big red zone target for a tight end. And you know what? We're not going to friggin' go to them in the red zone because our coach is a douche. Oh, my Lord. See, you get me started on this, and I'm supposed to give a breakdown. Here's the breakdown. First of all, all right, real quick. I'm tired of hearing everybody talking about Detroit, 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 what they're going to do to this giant defense, okay? You know what they're going to do to the giant defense? Not much. It's the giant defense, the second-best scoring defense last year, okay, a defense that hasn't changed. And last week, Amir Abdullah rushed 15 times for 30 yards. Let me repeat that, 15 for 30. So they brought in Riddick. You know what he did? He carried the ball once for minus one. So we're not really worried about the damn running game out of them, okay? So you got to worry about the passing game. You know what they're going to face in the passing game? One of the best defensive backfields out there. What's going to happen, though, is unfortunately we have to put the offense out there. Unfortunately, we can't play defense on both sides of the ball. So we're left with the offense that has no clue what they're doing, an offense that the system's been in place for three years and your 14-year vet looks lost, and Goldman still won't be the workhorse. Here we go. I predicted it last week for all you folks. I predicted the giant loss. I'm predicting 0-2, baby. Two, Detroit goes in, beats uh, them on Monday night. Folks, you've been listening to the Fantasy Justice Show. He's everywhere. We really are. Thanks so much for tuning in. For JD, myself, and the whole team at FantasyJusticeSports.com. Thanks so much. are out.